bartenders refilling the glasses of the masses. Take a seat and we'll get your usual. Welcome to the bar rail. <laughs> Bar Rail Fantasy Football Podcast. Let's go! Alright, so you have picks tonight, right? I do. So, what do. is your draft strategy tonight, considering... I mean, you haven't had your picks yet. You do it an hour before, so you can't really plan, except for that hour before. But who is on your radar right now? Right now, and we're going to drop this later tonight so no one in my leagues can check up on what I'm doing. Right now, and every year, I always take who scores explosive points. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for quarterbacks like Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, Pat Mahomes, uh, Watson. I'm looking for running backs like Ezekiel Elliott. Elo- <laughs> Eloquent. <laughs> uh, Ezekiel Elliott. I'm looking for Saquon Barkley. I'm looking for Christian McCaffrey. I'm looking for J.K. Dobbins. I'm looking for even guys like Chris Carson, who I think on a contract year is going to score a lot of points. And he's going to catch the ball out of the backfield. Uh, I'm looking for wide receivers like D.K. Metcalf, A.J. Brown. I'm looking at Julio Jones. Calvin Ridley's a sleeper. Watch out. He's going to be a bad man this year. He's, he's looking for a contract. Up in week one, he's, he's looking for a contract extension. He starts slow, though. His season starts slow, but he's going to blow up this year. Uh, I'm also looking at uh, maybe guys on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, and then I'm looking at um, defenses. Uh, defenses are kind of be here and there, but that could be a good thing. I'm looking at tight ends like uh, the guy out of um, Baltimore. Mark Andrews. Mark Mark Andrews. Looking mm-hmm. at him, I'm looking at guys that I go, I can get in the fourth or fifth round as far as tight ends. But I want to go quarterback, wide receiver, because uh, your running backs are going to be just a certain running back. So you're going to be able to get a Chris Carson, unless you're in a league like in Seattle. You're going to be able to get a Chris Carson like the fifth or sixth round. You're going to be able so to get a Carlos Hyde in 10. No, I'm going to try to go running back high, but I want to go quarterback, wide receiver early first. Really? I do, because they're going to score a lot of points when they do. Wide receivers are going to get a lot of PPR league. That's at least a half a point per reception. So guys like uh, the guy out of New Orleans. Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas is going to score a lot of points because he might have 130 yards, but he'll have 13 catches and he'll have two touchdowns. And I I did the same strategy last year that Mm -hmm. you're doing this year. I had my running backs were Carlos Hyde and Chris Chris Carson. Now they're on the Seahawks. That 2,000-yard running backs, great. Right, right. They didn't get me like 30 points a game, but my receivers were Michael Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins, George Kittle, uh, third receiver was uh, DJ Chark, uh, and then my quarterback was Aaron Rodgers, who gets you 20 points a game. At least 20 points every game. You know, and it was like, that got me second place. I mean, ultimately, I got beat out by the guy that had Lamar Jackson and Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, you're not going to beat that. Yeah, you're not going to beat that. But What do you think of Kyler Murray? I don't know that person. <laughs> so, <laughs> quarterback out of Arizona. Arizona. Little small guy, shorter than Russell Wilson. Right he on. is going to be a stud. If a super stud, if you can get him late, if you can get him in the fourth or fifth round, you're going to find a guy that's going to rush for probably 800 yards this year okay. and pass for 3,500 yards this year and throw for like 32 touchdowns and maybe have 10 interceptions. You think he's going to be the hot one this year? I think if you can, you have a draft tonight, don't you? I do. If you can look at getting him, keep him on your watch list and see until he goes. If I bet you, because people out west don't like drafting against their teams. And since we're in the great PNW, the great PNW, the great PNW, mm-hmm. he's going to be a guy that you can get like in the sixth round. Yeah. What are you going to do, Red? What's your draft strategy? I usually go running backs first. 
in back to back for a second round. Mm-hmm. But you're the twelfth pick in your draft. What are you going to well, do? No, no, that was um, my works draft. Oh, okay. This is my personal draft. In your I, personal draft, I don't know what order we're in because the computer just does it like, one hour before. Yeah. So say you're say you're how many players do you have in your draft? We have ten teams. Say you're ten. Who are you picking up at running back? Or do you change your strategy if you're back in draft? I'm still probably going to go running backs first. Um, gosh, because like when because I was 12 for the work league, and I did running back, running back, and then the next round I went quarterback, wide receiver. And then There's I, some good wide, wide receivers receiver, you can get late in this draft back. this year. Because I had to wait 22 rounds. Dude, you can get Terry and McLaurin. And it was, it like was just kind of tough because you're kind of left with who is there at that point. Um, well, at 12, who was there for you to get a running back? Like, who's your running back at 12? If I'm sitting here thinking, like, at 12, I'd like to get a running back, but I'm also going, I can get... Who's the best wide receiver I can get? Right, who's the best, and who's the best quarterback I can get? Maybe even, because you have to wait so long, maybe... And people have been doing this. I've seen this. Mm-hmm. And I think mock drafts are dumb, just personally, because mm-hmm. you don't know how people are going to draft in your league. I've been seeing people take, like... Travis Kelsey, 12th overall, 13th overall, 14th, top 24 pick. A Travis Kelsey tight end. 24 is fine. I think if you take him before 20, I think it's. I think it's hard to really take a tight end that early because Will Disley, for example, if he plays the whole year, it's Travis Kelsey. The problem is if he plays the whole year. He gets hurt. You could get Olsen and Disley, and they can basically do what Travis Kelsey will do over the course of the year with Russell Wilson at quarterback. Mm Mm-hmm. So my running backs that I got were um, Josh Jacobs, and yeah. then I also got Aaron Jones. Oh, you got those. Those, those. Okay, okay, I like that. Those well, are two I, guys I, I didn't had think a few about. People that were that are in my work league yeah. that were picking quarterbacks first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would too because they had the ball in their hands the whole time. Yeah. So I mean, of course, you know, Mahomes was one of the first people grabbed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but so I grabbed those two, and then the next round I was able to get Russell Wilson and That's Cooper Cup. Oh, Ooh, Cooper Cup. that is that is uh, wow! Cooper I was Cup. looking at Cooper Cup last in my last draft. That's mm-hmm. a, I, I he's on a contract year too. Dude, that's that could very easily uh, Aaron Aaron Jones, uh, right? Yeah, uh, that's that's my only person where I'm like that could be a little bit inconsistent. But the other three, that's like sixty points a game just from those three. Yeah. So, but I mean, Aaron Jones can pop off whenever. Are you in a PPR? Yes, this one is. And so I oh, got Cooper A.J. Brown after that, and Ooh. then I got Hayden Hurst Ooh. for my tight end. Hayden Hurst in bed. So, hey. I mean, I got some pretty good people. Like, it was tough. You got that Hayden I had Hurst at of... San Diego, right? I think he's San Diego. Hayden Hurst, San Diego? Oh, Hayden Hurst is... Um, is that Baltimore? He's in... No, he's Atlanta now. That's right. They got him out of Baltimore. You might have just got him. Jam in that one, yeah. Because Matt Ryan likes to throw to his tight ends. Yeah, that's why. Also so Matt Ryan's so another quarterback you can get super so late, late, and he's just going to put a production again. 40, 40, 4, yards a year, mm-hmm. thirty plus touchdowns a year, mm-hmm. less than twelve interceptions, which means you deduct that at like basically a half a point. So I always do that. I always go okay. An interception generally like what minus two, mm-hmm. minus three or whatever. So I go okay. I have to deduct minus three points per game. I have to look at that. So if I'm thinking Matt Ryan's going to throw up 25 a game, he's probably a 22-a-point quarterback. So he's a good relief quarterback or a good starter. Mm-hmm. Great relief, good starting quarterback, Matt Ryan, that you can get like in the fifth, maybe sixth round, like maybe a Dak Prescott. People are going to draft Dak Prescott because they've been hearing his name a lot. He's going to go pretty high. But he shouldn't be drafted higher than the fifth round. Nope. No. 
You should, yeah. you could sit on him. I took Russell Wilson in the first of my draft because my draft's a great PNW, you know, draft. They're going to take Russell Wilson. And I know Russell's going to throw up 25 to 30, 30 points a game this year because yeah. he's winning MVP this year. And I wanted to have an MVP candidate on my team as quarterback. So that's why I said Kyle Murray will be one of those players that everyone's going to go, wow, he's going to throw up like great numbers because he runs around a lot. So you Dude, might he like DeAndre Hopkins, Larry Fitzgerald, Christian Kirk, Kenyon Drake. Like Kenyon Drake's a running back you can get late too. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. so if you skip a running back, like if you went wide receiver, Kenyon Drake will be available in the fourth. And he might put up 18 to 22 points a game this year. He murdered the Seahawks last year. He gave us the murdered business. Yeah, he gave the us the business last year. So, for fantasy, though, with COVID going on. Yes. What is your team doing different to accommodate COVID? Like my fantasy team or like the football the league. team I root the for? League. The league that I'm in? Mm-hmm. The fantasy league that Are I'm in? Are you doing anything different for that? Um, what like do you mean? Increased waiver wire like, or something? Oh, okay. Like money-wise? Well, not even money wise. Like, like for me, um, I added an extra IR. Spot. Oh, oh, when your league. That's fair. That's we did fair. that. We did an extra IR spot. And we did an extra waivers? IR. Um, nothing different on waivers. Just kind of kept it the same way because it's a one day turnover on waivers. I took off waivers just because I wasn't sure what was going to happen. Like if a whole team goes down. Like if a team has to so, wait out a, a game because of COVID, one player tested positive, and then that like I mean, compromises the game. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. that could then that will affect the opposing team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then it affects every other team in the league too, right? So right. then it's whoever gets to their computer faster, right? What if you're working? Then I'm Monday night happens. Yeah, you're fucked. I, that's what waivers. I put waivers to affect that. Mm-hmm. If you're working because we're on in this industry, we're working at nine o'clock on a Monday night football game. 901, whoever's at the computer first gets all the players. Mm-hmm. But if somebody gets there at 905 or you get off at midnight or whatnot, have you, you're not going to get, you're getting the junk. Yeah. So you've been automatically put at a disadvantage because you are at work. That's why I was, that's why, that's why I, that's why I put it on there. Cause I wanted everybody to have like an opportunity to have it fair for waiver wires. Now, what did you do about money? Well, I don't have them pay for my league. Cause... Oh, your league's free. Yeah. That's nice of you. Well, it it was a sober league that mm-hmm. I started, I think it's year four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's year four. And pretty much it was me and a couple of my girlfriends that we'd never played fantasy football before. So mm-hmm. I was like, let's start a league. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. And, and so I didn't want to charge anybody because I didn't know what I was doing and they didn't know what they were doing. Mm-hmm. And it's been pretty much the same group of us this whole time. Okay, yeah. It's mostly girls. Um, but a couple of guys join now too, and there's mm-hmm. I keep it to ten. Yeah. One year I had twelve, and that twelve is up, too much for a league yeah, for me. It, it's it, too much. it was too well because it ended up being like you couldn't pick anybody up on the waiver. Like yeah. there was nobody you could pick up. No more meat on that bone. And mm-hmm. one of my one of the guys that was one of his teams, he just was so psycho with his waiver and everything. Like he just he got too alcoholic on it. Mm-hmm. Is what I would call it. And it just, it became too much. Mm. <laughs> so I was like, never mind. We're keeping it to 10. Yeah. And that way you can actually at least pick somebody up that might be able to help you out. If Yeah. Because <laughs> that was the year that everybody was getting injured left and right. And it was just like, are you mm-hmm. fucking kidding me? That's There's the thing that we're going to have to watch out for this year is there going to be a lot of injuries this year. I mean, a lot of COVID. And there's going to be a lot of soft tissue injuries, which mm-hmm. people are not paying attention mm-hmm. to. Great point. Mm-hmm. Great point. People are not. So usually... You that's see that the first preseason, a lot of people get a lot of like tears, ACL tears, whatever. Yeah. This year, that's going to happen. 
Which means that waiver wires are going to be used like crazy. This is why, like, when you start looking at players that have a history of soft tissue injuries, I'll use Arian Foster back in the day as an example. Right. Like, people that just have that because, you know, it's just something in their genetic makeup. You don't, you can't, no one knows why people are more prone to, like, soft tissue injuries. Right. It's stupid. But then you have people like Tyreek Hill, who the past, like, four years misses one or two games a year because he pulled a hammy. Mm-hmm. The dude's just so fast outruns himself, right? Right. So that's why you go and you get, oh, fuck, what's that dude's name? The second receiver for him right now. McCall uh, Hardman. McCall Hardman. Yeah, that's another one. Yeah. That's another quiet, quiet pickup. You pick mm-hmm. up McCall Hardman. That's a good... Yep. So you nice get the person sleeper. behind the person that's prone to those type of injuries yeah. that for that one to two weeks when that person goes down, you can toss that guy up and Patrick Mahomes getting 25 points to that dude. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? He has a couple big weeks a year. Yeah. Well, that's when you have to decide on your league. In the league I'm in, or one of the leagues I'm in, so I'm in a league that has a uh, 275 buy-in, a league that has a 150 buy-in, a league that has a 100 buy-in, and the league that I commission, uh, we're still debating, but it's usually been about 250, 200 to 250 buy-in. Wow. cash you're throwing down on fantasy. That's a lot. I'm so happy I'm not spending any money on fantasy this year. I don't spend money on anything all year. This just this is my Christmas. This is what I do. Mm-hmm. I don't get anything for Christmas. I don't, you know, my birthday is kind of like comes and goes. But out of the year, I just save my little dollars here and there, and I go bang, here it goes. And a lot of my leagues. So this year, a lot of my leagues. One of the things we've done is wait till week four to collect money. So in the league I'm drafting for tomorrow night, uh, or I drafted for last week actually. They're waiting till week four to collect any of the money. To see how it's going. Uh, my league, I'm still uh, debating with my other players. I'm not debating. We're having conversations about whether uh, we're going to do it that way or collect the money at first. I have a treasurer in my league that collects all the money. She handles that. She's an amazing treasurer. Um, she keeps everybody apprised of what's going on and everything that's going on like that uh, in regards to the money and who's paid. And she contacts people, makes people not feel bad for not paying. Because we're not an aggressive league where, okay, it's $250. That's a lot of money. Let's pay it over. If you don't have that just to give away, some guys are married, some have, have kids, you know, got like kids. That. Things happen. And it's COVID. Right. Mm-hmm. And even last year, we were willing to, you know, you have until the end of the year to finish paying your, your, your stipend. Mm-hmm. With that being said, it's the most annoying thing. Let me say this to all you fantasy football players out there. If you don't have the money at the beginning of the year, it's not bad. You're not a bad person. Just make sure you pay by the end of the year. Yeah. Pay incrementally. Commissioners hate chasing people down for money. It is the worst thing to go through. We don't want to chase you. We're all having a good time. We have to then tell the people who are deserve the money where the money is. It's just not cool to to have to be chased down for money when you have, I think, twelve weeks to figure it out, which is basically twenty dollars a week. Twenty dollars a week, put it away, and you can pay for a one big money league. Um, and if you can't afford to pay, like 20, don't twenty seventy five a week. Yeah, don't don't play if you can't afford to play, to pay. It's just <laughs> easy. Just as an easy rule. Um, now back to the fun stuff. Um, what do you guys think about Gronk this year? Two of my coworkers were fighting for him. Mm-hmm. I, I said, why? I like Gronk. Gronk was a great player. He is a great player. He is a great player. He gets injured a lot. But he's not. He's there to catch touchdowns. That's all he's going to do. He's going to come in on the end zone. He's going to be Jerome Bettis in 2005. Well, he has like 30 yards in the game, but four touchdowns. He's going to be that guy. 
So you think he's actually be worth it? Because like I he'll be worth he a late be... pick. I wouldn't pick him up early because they have two other tight ends that are going to be getting all the yards. Yeah. So I mean, he'll be nice if he falls in like the eighth round. I'll snatch him up on a flyer. Like I have people that are trying to pick him for their tight end. Yeah, and let I... him have him. Let him have yeah, him. Yeah, I was like. I just feel like he was going to be more like Marshawn Lynch, where like last year, Marshawn yeah, Lynch like, last I love, year. I love Beast. I yeah, love Beast mode, but I wouldn't pick him up for my league because he was it's there to man. high five, eat Skittles. You know how many players? He's a great backup because he'll score twelve have. points on two touchdowns. You know how many players the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have that aren't Gronk? This is the first time I remember Tom Brady having like this type of offense since he had Randy Moss. So many back weapons. In the day. They have so many weapons. You know, what everywhere I mean? you look, there's a weapon. Everywhere actually, you look, I honestly God think it's going to make it so that those players, like Mike Evans included, and get Chris all Godwin, suffocated. Yeah, they get suffocated. Yep. Fantasy points. To, like I think Tampa Bay is going to be a good year. Have you ever noticed how like the best teams? Like for the most part, I mean, you got Lamar and Patrick because like they're obviously great quarterbacks for Russell, but. The best teams rarely, I'm talking about the Patriots, have the guy that's like a skill player you're number one on. You know what I mean? There's a, so the Patriots are outliers in that case. Because all of your best teams have a skill player that's just outrageously good. So the Seahawks, and I'm a Seahawks fan. I'm going to throw it out there right now. Oh, you are? So, yeah, take that. I'm just going to throw it out there <laughs> right that, now. Take that, is it bad? Take that, take that. Um, I'm going to say this. I think the Seahawks have always had extremely good to great skill players, underrated. Mm-hmm. So I say good to great because the world thinks they're good. I think they're great. Yep. If you want to know who it is, I would say Doug Baldwin. I think Doug Baldwin, Doug Baldwin is a great receiver, and I think he had to suffer. Where he suffered was he was dealing with the young, conservative Russell Wilson. I think an older, veteran Russell Wilson would have made Doug – Baldwin, a Hall of Famer without question. Now, I think Doug Baldwin personally is a Hall of Famer because of how much he saved Russell Wilson, but I'm a fan, so take the fan hat off. I think he's a uh, circle of honor, ring of honor guy, but not a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Not a Hall of Famer. Not a lot of wide receivers get in. Um, it's, really high, it's a really high standard. Uh, but And Russell Rice Wilson will be a Hall of Famer. Up. Yeah, he fucked that curve up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think Doug Baldwin was w- way underrated. Way underrated as a skill player, and I think he is as you good as any. I have right now. Yeah, he he was probably as good as any skill player that Tom Brady's ever had aside of Randy Moss. Yeah, yeah. Now I think now I think between Tom Brady and Russell Wilson, they have everything they need. You're Russell Wilson. You have tight ends. You have wide receivers. You have running backs. You have an offensive line that's going to be serviceable. It's serviceable, no, that's but that's better than what you've had I before. I looked down the Seahawks' offensive line. You got Dwayne Brown, who's a top five left tackle still. Yeah. He's a beast. But he's older. Mike, he's older. Yeah. Mike Uopati, he's older, older. but injury-prone, but still solid. You have a you know, battle at center. You could still bring Justin Britt back. It's going to be probably the same as last year. Mm-hmm. Right guard is a very the- promising young stud. And then at right tackle, you don't have a turntable or a penalty machine in the Fed anymore. you got a very serviceable right tackle. Yeah, Like, you're not going to be the best offensive line. You're going to be probably 14th, 15th, middle if you're If you're as good as they were at the end of last year, mm-hmm. at the beginning of this year, you're a top five offense. Oh, yeah. But that being said, the only, you know, you could have Lockett go for 1,000 and DK go for like 1,400 this year. 
Dude, you have so many weapons for Russell. That's I like that you got AJ Brown, by the way. That AJ yeah. Brown pick is a great that is, pick. That is a great, that's a great, pick. great pick. People aren't even going to know until uh, mid year how good he is. People that I'm watching out for are both on the Redskins: Terry McLaurin, uh, their wide receiver, mm-hmm. and then Antonio Gibson. Okay, so I want to say that. this. I just want to say this, and this is just this isn't a shot or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Washington Football Club. Yeah, sorry about that. I'm still because they're not the Skins there. anymore. No, they're, they're the Washington Football, football club. club. Yeah, that's fair. I still got that because their owner me. can't get the, his shit together. Yeah, but true. I mean, <laughs> dude, give me give me a couple more months. I need to hear it from the announcers. Yeah, just you know a few I mean? times. You know, just um, a few times. But what are you guys gonna do for? Let's just. I want to ask you guys this question. What are you guys gonna do I if you're talk not about working? Antonio Gibson though. Oh, Antonio Gibson. Do you know who that is? No. So Antonio Gibson, rookie out of Memphis, right? Yeah. The reason that. Uh, like, you think after Darius Geis has all that shit happen with him yeah. because he's an awful person. Accused rapist. Right. You would keep a Adrian Peterson as, like, an insurance policy. Yes. Antonio Gibson showed out so much during camp, they're just like, bye. Bye. And the reason is, watch his tape from Memphis. You watch it, and you're literally, like, think about C.J. Procise. Yeah. If he never got hurt, had more speed, and was tougher between the tackles. Oh, you think he's, wait, you think he's going to be a sleeper? Yes. Big sleeper. Big sleeper. Antonio so, like, get him and put him on the IR? Yeah. If or you have an IR bench, spot? Dude, like, on the bench? Yeah. I'd put him on the IR. I like hiding certain players on the IR. Let me show you his afterwards. Can you do here, that I'll in your league? You Can tape. you hide players on your IR? I mean, we're not two. Two IR spots? Yeah. You have two IR spots? Two IR spots? Well, I added a second IR spot for COVID. Oh. We added one IR spot for COVID. So, well, because we had the one IR. Yeah. Oh, you already had one IR. And then we, I added a second for COVID. And I added an extra bench spot, too. So you're saying sleeper of the draft. Antonio Gibson. Antonio Gibson. Yeah. Running back out of Memphis for the Washington Football Club. Yep. Book it. Book it. Book it. I'll show you his tape after this. I was, Book it. He was drafted in the third round. I was severely disappointed because he's everything the Seahawks wanted out of CJ Procise. And I looked at him and I'm like, how the fuck did you not draft him? We got DJ Dallas. I know, and I like DJ Dallas. But I will show you this dude's tape and you will be like, what is this guy? He can catch the ball in the backfield, run between the tackles, break tackles. He lines up at receiver and burns people deep because he has 4-4 speed. Like, just an absolute stud. All right. The only, only problem that like a lot of people had is Oh, yeah, he played for Memphis. That's why he went third round? Yep. Because if you look at him compared to any other running back, it's like, whoa, dude. <laughs> like, his tape outshines, uh, I think it outshines Dobbins. I think it outshines uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. He just, his ability to read a defense just as soon as he gets the ball in his hands is something I haven't seen since, I don't know, probably Chris Johnson. Just like he gets you the think ball. he's that big at time? Chris Johnson, bigger than McCaffrey. He's better than Saquon Barkley. Well, I don't think Chris Johnson is better than uh, Saquon Barkley or uh, Christian McCaffrey. Oh, okay. I think Chris Johnson is a great running back who had one of those seasons where you're like, holy shit. But I think Chris Johnson, what he was just incredible at was giving the ball and going, open space. Yeah. Where is it? It doesn't need to be in the direction of the play is going, but let me get that cut back. Yeah. Let me get this. You know. And so I look at him in the vein of... He is going to get the ball in his hands, and you can you can say if it's an open space, he's getting you at least ten yards. He is oh. that good with the ball in his hands. How do you like being commissioner? You get all this inside information. Do you feel like you're cheating right now? No. 
Because I'm going to use that. I might pick that kid up. I'm gonna I didn't know about this kid. With this because yeah. this kid is I like getting information beast. like that. Like, Just for all you listeners, you're getting it after our draft. So, therefore, what? What? Yeah. What uh, other sleepers? Who are other sleepers I can see doing really well? Uh, I like J.K. Dobbins, man. Dude, J.K. Dobbins, I don't consider him a sleeper, though, because he yeah. was a first-round pick. He's like a he smaller Ezekiel Elliott. Mm-hmm. But I think he could do the same thing. I think in Baltimore, he's just gonna he's gonna be tearing it up. A, a good um, and like someone that I forget who said it, it was NFL Network, but they compared him to Maurice Jones Drew, but with better speed. What? Mm-hmm. J.K. J.K. Dobbins, Maurice Jones Drew. Maurice Jones Drew is a big dude, man. Well, he's when he came out, when he first came dude. out, but yeah. not like towards the end of his career, Maurice Jones Drew put on weight. Yeah. He became more of like a Mike Tolbert type of back. Yeah, yeah. But beginning of his career, Maurice Jones Drew was just so good at quick cuts, breaking that first tackle. You get five to ten yards, and then if you don't get him down the first time, he got you got a touchdown. Yeah. But he has Jacob Dobbins has more speed. Way yeah. More speed yeah, he's he's fast. He's quick. Mm-hmm. Have you guys ever been to a UW game? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's been so long, but yes. Yeah, I used to go to about one a year. My yeah, dad. yeah, yeah. My dad played for the Huskies. Yeah, played for the Huskies. Let's give him a shout out. Yeah. Yeah. David Martin. Go. David Martin. Mm-hmm. What year? Oh, 65? 65. David Martin, 63? 65, 63. Let's go, David Martin. Yeah. Let's get it. Go dogs. Go dogs. Yeah. He, um, he was actually put in the Hall of Fame at his high school. Notre Dame High School. Wow. Yeah, he got to... Notre Dame High School in Washington or Notre Dame High School in California? California. California, Notre Dame High School, California, located in the San Fernando Valley? Yes. Get out of here. Yeah, it's like a huge... Get out of here. Get out of here. Notre Dame, your dad went to Notre Dame as in the high school hall of fame? Mm Mm-hmm. Shout out. Let's go. Yeah, we went down there. I know Notre Dame High School. Yeah, we went down there and he got to make a speech... And that was the year before he passed away. Oh. You got to go down there. Let's get a shout out to Notre Dame High School. Yeah. Yeah, I know that. We used to play against them back in the day. Yeah, he was was on the football team, and then he was also on the baseball team. All right. So he, my dad, felt like he related to Russell Wilson quite a bit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. They're both short. Yeah. (laughs) How, How tall was your dad? My dad was like five. Oh gosh, he shrunk a lot towards the end. I think he was. I think he was like five eight, five nine. But Playing football. Yeah. But what, he, you know what position he played? Defensive back. Had to have been defensive be. back. I actually don't remember because he played a couple different positions. I'm mm-hmm. not sure what he ended up being at, at UW. All I know is what happened with my dad. Is he was playing at UW, and on one of the, it was a practice game. He wasn't ready to play, and he. I think. I don't really quite understand what all happened, but he didn't have his gear on, and some guy tackled him and permanently injured him. Whoa. What the fuck? Yeah, so he couldn't play anymore. Oh. I know. Somebody was jealous. But he's a Hall of Famer. Can I tell you, I always thought when I was a child, I used to think very highly of myself, uh, thanks to my mom, thank you, mom, um, that I had always wanted to be in the high school Hall of Fame. It's kind of like a step thing. Mm-hmm. Then you go to your college, and you go in the college Hall of Fame. Then you go to the pros, and you're in the pro hall of fame. And then that's how just life went. Kids don't know how hard it is to be in a high school hall of fame. It's hard. hard. You yeah. have to, you can't just be a run-of-the-mill kid, because you can't just be a dope run-of-the-mill kid. You have to do some 
to be in the high school hall of fame. And mm-hmm. it took down a long time to get in there. Yeah, they, they don't they don't just put anyone in there. They like you have to do something. You have to be part of that community and give mm-hmm. yourself. And I think that with extra that being said, like yeah, football, you have to give yourself you extra. Yourself. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'd like to I'd like to leave with by saying this: congratulations to your dad for making the high school hall of fame. Oh yeah, that is an amazing thing. David Martin, David Martin, Notre Dame High School Hall of Fame. Let's go! Shout out! Let's go! Last call. Now that's it for our fantasy football podcast, 2020. Good luck, suckers. <laughs>